1: Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. My show is called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. So if you want to be on the show and tell your naughty secret story or life story <laughs> you while remaining anonymous, you could be on the show. Either go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on Be on the Show or go and email me at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or you could also go over to Instagram or Twitter. Follow me there. I'm at Strict Anonymous And click on uh, the DM button. Just DM me over there. <laughs> Make sure to give me a little information about what you want to talk about. I also have a confessions line. So if you have just a short confession that you want to get off your back while remaining anonymous, I changed the voices over there too. You could call my hotline. It's 347-420-3579. That's 347 347-420- 420 3579. You could call that number 247. People try to WhatsApp me there, people try to text message me there. Somebody tries to FaceTime me there. <laughs> I don't pick up that phone. It's never even on me, okay? It just sits there and every now and then I I swipe the voicemails off. All of those naughty confessions are over on my Patreon. What's exciting now is I have 3 different Patreon tiers. I have one that is dedicated just to cross-dressers. And because it is my highest tier, it's $10 a month, they get access to all of the stuff that I offer on my Patreon, including exclusive cross-dressing episodes, as well as exclusive pics, as well as all the panios content and all the anonymous pics of my guests, uh, my regular guests too, not just the cross-dressing ones. So you get early ad-free episodes as well. Just a lot of fun stuff on Patreon. It's great. And because it is, and because they now offer us as a creator a way to offer a free seven-day trial. I'm trying that out. I've been doing it for my cross-dressing tier as well as my pantyhose tier. If you want to go on and just check out my Patreon to see if it's something that that's for you, there's a ton of extra content there. I really think you'll love it. But if you don't, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to bait and switch anyone. You could opt out and you don't pay anything. So you could check it out for free for seven days. Just go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com. Slash Strictly Anonymous podcast. Like I said, you sign up for the uh, Crossdresser tier. Make sure to sign up for the free trial, and you get free access for seven days. I believe you're gonna love love it because there's a ton of extra content there, including pics of today's guest, Brenda. Uh, Brenda called in to talk all about cross dressing. Brenda's also a cuckold. She loves to see her partner. Fuck another guy. And her partner, her her wife, knows that she's a cross dresser. Brenda, that's been out with her. Uh, Since the get go and recently she came out to everybody did like a mic drop on Facebook like boom I'm about to go off Facebook and I'm just gonna tell everybody who the fuck I am and here it is And that's how she did it She like added herself on Facebook right before she canceled it and she talks all about that That's more towards the end and I have to say it's like a very inspiring episode I feel like because of all of that. There's so much to this one. We first start off talking about her cross-dressing how she got into it, how she knew she was bisexual very early on. She was having experiences with guys very early on and she was into it. And then she got into trans women. And then when she realized that she was into dressing up and how that progressed, her sexuality has fluctuated over time uh, she considers herself bisexual, but like I said, she it fluctuates as well as her gender. She feels like she's gender fluid. She talks about that. She had told her girlfriend right from the get-go. She became her wife, and then they started to hook up with pe- other people. She cuckolded him a couple times, and he talks specifically about those times. And in the middle of all of that, Brenda had a fucking heart attack, okay? We talk all about that. That was hardcore. It very much knocked him off his game he talks about that whole experience i think i'm saying him and she and i have to make sure with brenda that that's okay (laughs) because it does get confusing because like i said brenda's gender fluid sometimes she's brenda sometimes she's uh him she's not looking to fully transition uh and then towards the end after talking about like what she went through with the heart attack and everything and how it knocked her off her game she does talk about all about coming out and how everybody felt When she came out on Facebook, and what a positive experience it was! And I do believe that that part of the story is very inspiring. I think the whole story is super interesting because there's a lot to it. It's not just the cross-dressing; it's a, it's cuckolding; it's bisexuality; it's the heart attack; it's coming out; it's all of the above. So it's really interesting. I do have pictures of Brenda over on. My Patreon and you can sign up for free just to check it out. The it's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. I'll put the links over there, but I'm gonna be right back on with Brenda.
0: This is the Strictly Anonymous
1: Podcast Uh hi Brenda. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm very well, Kathy. So listen, I could, you know, I change everybody's voices. (laughs) I can make you really sound like Brenda (laughs) if you want. I mean, Brenda is your cross-dressing name. What do cross-dressers call that part of themselves or that name? Or is there a term for it? Or like, I don't know. You tell me.
0: I I actually don't know. So I, I assume it's different for everyone, right? For me, it was just... The name my wife actually picked the first time she saw me dress. So It made it a lot easier. And then for me, it helps me to sort of separate anything I want to do with Brenda with anything that I want to do with more the male side of my life and stuff like that.
1: Right. So it's like a, a great way to compartmentalize like it has a, a name. So you're like, that's over there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, be, because... I mean, me personally, I'm out to pretty much everyone. So it has nothing really to do with hiding anything anymore. It's just, I don't know, it, it puts me in a definite frame of mind, I think, depending on what
1: I'm doing. Right. Well, you did mention, you just threw in there, like when I when I told my wife about it, like why don't we go back in time and start with like when you realized you were into cross-dressing, when you started to do it, and then how you wound up telling your wife and how she felt about it. Tell me your whole story oh
0: well okay so how far back can i go <laughs>
1: go all the way back okay
0: so i definitely found out that i was at the very least bisexual quite early on uh-huh. um, because of my first sexual experience being with a friend of mine it was me and him were walking i lived in the countryside in the middle of nowhere kind of very natural environment um
1: uh-huh.
0: and the, the nearest shop was let's say just over an hour, now walk away, so, you know, you could kill a day by walking to the shop and that, so that's what we are doing, and it was boiling hot at the time, it was that, you know, the height of summer. And we were just chatting shit, really, and he goes, oh, have you, and we must have been 15, 16, roughly, and, you know, height of hormones, you know, looking at all the girls in school, all that stuff, and he asked me, have you slept with anyone in school yet? And I go, no, not yet, you know, at that point I was still a virgin, mm-hmm. and he goes, have you thought and he was like, Have you thought about it? I was like, Well, of course I have, you know. Like it, it it occurs to me. And he sort of gets a bit closer to me and puts his arm on me and he goes, Well, I I like you. I'm like, Oh, okay. And hand moves down and he starts touching my bum, like touching my ass and stuff. And you know, I get a little bit turned on by it and it was then he kind of we found a field behind some bushes very romantic and he took me behind there and we didn't do anal sex I only did oral on him it was a while before I did anal sex and then yeah I ended up blowing him behind the bushes and what I quite uh, what what I quite liked at the time was the fact that he kind of put the lead a little bit and that I, I remember that appealing to me even then but I didn't quite know why and then i actually (laughs) i ended up actually sucking off about three or four guys in school over the course of my time there did word get out not that i was aware of i mean the the, they all knew each other and it was on it was only when it was on one-on-one that it ever came up. of course two of them hung out with me so whether or not they spoke about it i don't know like as far as I'm aware, it didn't, it was just circumstance. I think, I don't know.
1: Right. Now, did you, did, was it confusing to you because you wind up marrying a woman. So were you like knew for sure at that point that you were also into girls? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. At that point I was, <laughs> cause now I'm
0: very comfortable to say that I'm bi, but then like anything else, there's a spectrum to that, of course. So. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. What would you give 20, 30, 20, 80? <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I would say, let's say
0: 65, 35 roughly sh- straight bi. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Gay, sorry. Uh, just just because the men that I fancy, and the men that I go for, unless they are a man that's like really like, I look at them and I go, whoa, like I, I it tends to be the more feminine men. Transvestites, transsexuals, cross-dressers, twinks—stuff like you know—that I'm attract, I'm, I'm affect, I'm attracted to femininity myself in people mm-hmm. more than I am masculinity. Yeah. But then there is the odd guy. I mean, who doesn't look at Jason Momoa and go, "Fuck me," you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, oh my god!
0: Right? Yeah. So, so it's it's that thing of I I I, I it was very confusing to me in the sense that. In school, it's very binary. When you're all kids, it's very binary. Are you gay you're straight? Are you bi? And being gay is, like, in my school, it was like, oh, no. You know, like, it was like people gave shit for it all the time. Yeah. Like. Of course. And because you're kids and you don't know any better. And so that it wasn't like I was trying to fight against it. It was like, it, it, it was like almost trying to work it out as I went along. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Then, like I, I maybe wore panties. I, I, I was never one to go through my mum's dressing drawer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like even now, I don't wear my wife's clothes. I wear my own clothes. Like back then, I would buy the odd pair of panties and stuff like that and put them on. But I would never go into my mum's wardrobe because I, I just it just didn't appeal to me. I know it does to others out there, and that's how they start early on. Yeah. But what did for, appeal to for, you? For me... Sorry. What did appeal to you? Try well at the time, yeah. Definitely, I found female porn quite early on, okay. Because obviously, going back 20 years ago, the internet wasn't we didn't have Pornhub and stuff like that, so you were lucky to see a few pictures. And now, obviously, I and everyone else can be very specific in what they watch when it comes to porn and stuff like that, yeah. Back then, I kind of happened on a video and it was. A very attractive looking uh, trans girl, and it turned out she had a penis. And I was sat there masturbating, and before I know it, she takes out her trousers. She has a penis, and I didn't mind, and I didn't stop. I was like, "Oh, okay, like cool." Just I didn't even know it was an option. I didn't even know it was a thing. Mm -hmm. And then that's how I kind of got into that side of it. And then it was that thing of, well, I definitely knew that genetic females and trans females pretty early on both appealed to me like if in later on in life because uh the the woman that i'm with now she's genetic female but if i did happen to end up with a trans girl it would have been just as
1: likely with me i think like but wait she's genetically a male or genetically a female genetically a female sorry yeah yeah okay you said male i was like what confused yeah, yeah, yeah. so she's not a trans woman she's uh yeah. she's a, no, she's no, a no. cis woman they would say right cis woman sorry yeah. that's it yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh, let I me know. ask you this sorry because i'm just going in i like to go in order i try to but i take people off path yeah go for it you're talking about the hooking up with the guys and stuff there was no dressing or anything like that before that
0: no, because most of the time it would be during our lunch break at school. <laughs> no, but I mean,
1: that, I, I would see them as two separate things. Like the hooking up with guys, I know that they're all mm. one of part of Brenda, but a lot of times they're separate things, you know. So I'm wondering if before those hookups, was there any uh, part of you that was thinking about wearing women's clothing at all, or that came after that? I'm trying to think.
0: I think it was. I think I was definitely considering it before, just because I remember at the time. So the the aesthetic that still like appeals a lot to me today is like the punk, the goth aesthetic. So the, the corsets, the lace, the black. And I remember seeing the girls in school that because we have to wear a uniform in the UK, so we would have like days where you didn't have to wear the suit, the tie, you know. And people would come in and what. And I remember it <laughs> one of the guys that I blew, his sister came in one day dressed in this beautiful goth outfit. And I just remember looking at her and being absolutely floored by it and just thinking, I wonder what I'd look like in something like that, just kind of as a passing thought. And then I, I, I mainly, up until I left home, it was mainly just panties and I had like one black dress that I would put on every now and then. But there was no way to sort of meet anyone or really build upon it. And plus I was, you know, before the age of 18. So I couldn't anyway, but I definitely wanted to.
1: Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Um, Right, right, right. And there was no Amazon, because so you couldn't stock up on all the stuff that you wanted. So maybe panties and uh, that one black dress was the only thing that was available to you because you said you weren't into going into your mom's clothing, right? And getting stuff from her. No,
0: no, it didn't appeal to me. It was just... It was a line I, w- just in my mind, because when it came to my household, there was just me and my mother. And in my mind, it was a line I wasn't willing to cross, was to wear any of her clothing.
1: I totally understand that in a weird way. I don't know if you could even put it together properly and say it in words why that there's a difference with that than the guy who's in a family with three other siblings and a mother and a father and he takes like his sisters or his mothers but I feel mm-hmm. like when you're just a mom and a son maybe it's just too close to home or something I don't know I get I I, but I could understand that why that would be different
0: yeah and, and on top of that if something goes missing or if it isn't quite where she thought yeah, she could, well, right. it's,
1: who else is it <laughs>
0: yeah. and then what tended to happen was I sort of Ended up on a few chat rooms and websites and stuff like that. Because I blew those guys at school. One one guy, did, the first guy that I was with, we did stuff together a few times. And I think for both of us at the time, it was just more curiosity than anything else. It was, you know, it's he definitely isn't the sort of guy that I would go after now. And I'm not sure he's even gay or bi. We've not spoken for a good while now. Right. But... You know, we we did a few things. And then after school finished, I was only actually in the town that I'm from for about another 18 months afterwards. So then it's hard to keep track of your school friends. And then after school, I sort of started to actually go out and hang around with different people and stuff like that. So I lost touch with a lot of people from school in general. So then after that, I sort of spent some time on some chat rooms and websites for trans people, talking to them. I more displayed myself as an admirer at the time, rather than identifying as trans in any way. So I didn't really end up meeting anyone during that time. It was, yeah. And at the time as well, I was dating uh, more girls and stuff because that kind of took over, I think at the time that like my, in terms of my hormones and because this is between the ages of 16, 19 now. So Yeah. How old are you now? It was, I'm 35, okay. 36 this year. Okay. So 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 and I was still trying to figure stuff out back then, honestly. I, I think this idea that we figure out our sexuality really early on is silly. Like it's it's not been a a short journey for me to kind of figure it all out. And even then occasionally I still get the odd thing that I'm like. I don't know. I'm into or something that I was into that I'm not as into now. You know, it, it fluctuates. So
1: yeah, I think that's it, interesting. Uh huh. That's a good point.
0: Yeah, it was very much focused back then on finding a woman, like trans woman, cis woman, and then eventually I found. How old was I? I was 19 and she was 20. I found uh, the woman that I'm my wife today, and we've been together now 16 years. Mm-hmm. And from the offset, we were both extremely honest with each other. We were both very honest with each other so it was like don't give me, it took me a few months to tell her I also like trans women I I like cross-dressing you know stuff like that and then her eyes lit up
1: <laughs> right
0: and she was like oh we should try it I was like okay so then before I knew it she um had me in a maid's outfit she had me in makeup heels doing a bit of housework stuff like that so she encouraged it and she helped me with it she's you know so that was definitely an ease off my mind and I feel for any couple out there where their partner is someone like me and they're having to hide it from their wife like I honestly feel for those people I really do
1: because you can't imagine any different because this is like right from the get-go you wind up having a partner that's okay
0: exactly and and that's the thing so uh, all the time because my partner not only to deal with this sort of stuff she's super cool super chilled out with everything you know
1: oh yeah because there's other isn't there some cucking going on there was there was well yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah yeah yeah.
0: but but like yeah like she's super chill super relaxed about everything but then like any other relationship we have our rules, we have our boundaries, we still check, is this okay, is that okay? We we still have us time, we still have we still have, you know, there's certain people that we both have a list of that we definitely can't sleep with no matter what. Like that the specific people that we've both said, never sleep with that person. Like and so, you know, it's it's like any other relationship, to be honest, Kathy. It it has its rules, it has its boundaries, but We've, we've, we've both been quite relaxed and honest from day one. And that's what I'll say to anyone out there is just be honest with your partner. It's going to suck. Like it is going to suck, especially if you've, if you've maybe thought, if you've ever thought about telling them, tell them, if you've kind of maybe hinted at things and they've shown resistance against it, maybe think again about telling them, but I would say try it because you never know. That's that's just
1: something I would say, but it's not for everyone. <laughs> right, right. Well, so now wait, just now tell me about your history with your girl because at some point there is like that cucking thing that's going on. So yep. what how does that all evolve in your guys relationship? Okay, so we when she from the offset
0: she found out that I dressed uh, we were already getting fairly experimental in the bedroom anyway, with bondage and spanking and you know stuff like that. We sort of did the subdom thing both ways round. It was, and we're still quite switchy with each other. I can be dominant. I prefer I prefer being submissive, but I can be dominant. And we sort of realised that I preferred being submissive, and that you know that I kind of like started liking the idea of seeing all of the guys and stuff like that. So what kind of happened was I went to university. That was a very busy time. So we didn't do much time that. but after I came out of university, I kind of got work and we were both in a, you know, we were in a good financial position at the time, so we were like, let's start thinking about doing stuff actually going to fetish events or meeting couples or whatever it is. Because at that point, it's not that we've done everything that we can do in the bedroom together, because that's still definitely not the case. We still find plenty of times where we find something new together. But it was that thing of like, we sort of, we'd thought about it before and we definitely discussed it before. And at that point, during the entire time of our relationship with the open relationship thing, I was meeting the occasional guy when I could. But once again, due to time commitments, I couldn't.
1: And she was fine um, with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what happens is she she knows every time I've met someone. I've never kept it from her. You didn't have to. Uh, no, mm-hmm. no. Uh, all that she asks is that all that she asks is that she knows where I am and that I wrap my dick up. Yeah, uh, simple as that. Yeah, and it's like cool, and and it's it's a safety thing, you know, and it makes me feel and. You yeah, know, so she's been fine with all of that. So then what, what happened was, when, when we had the time to meet another couple, I found a guy that's about half an hour on the train from us mm-hmm. because neither of us drive, which makes it a bit more difficult as well. So we, I found this guy. Me and him got along really well because we had similar uh, interests and similar hobbies and we had quite good sex, you know, and he was single and he had a studio apartment on his own. And I sort of... He sort of saw, I showed him a few pictures of my partner and he found her attractive. I was like, oh, cool. Like, what would you think about if I asked her to for a free something? He's like, ask her and see what happens. So I was like, cool. And I asked her and then she had to think because she's that that's the thing as well. Like, as you can imagine, some things that I've brought up to her even before this, she had to think about for a bit before. A definite answer I, you know I'm, I'm not asking her what's for dinner tonight <laughs> uh, yeah here.
1: exactly <laughs> it, it,
0: it, it, it's 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 that sort of thing of like you know I'm asking her can we sleep with people am I okay to wear a dress you know it's it's so then when she thought about it and eventually said yes it was just a case of arranging it and I kind of beforehand I kind of because now because I live in Manchester now uh which Huge city, so you can be very anonymous here. So now I go out dressed all the time, in my makeup, whatever. But the town where I'm from is very, very small. Everyone knows each other. So if the wrong people know, it can it can end badly. You know, it's it wasn't a great town to begin with, and it's definitely not the op- most open minded. Yeah. Shall we say? So mm-hmm. what I had to do was I had to get changed at his place in his bathroom. So then what I told him, what she liked. And then I told her how hot it would be if I walked in and she was already sucking him. And then I sort of, once I finished changing and I opened the door, that's what I walked in on. Uh-huh. And then during during that session, because I made it clear that kind of, I had cook old thoughts and stuff like that, you know, yeah, during that session, it was very much me watching them two together and stuff like that. And I've really ended up enjoying it.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, how was she? Did she dig it? Um,
0: she, she loved. I could tell she was enjoying herself. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 what, what's quite interesting is actually, from an outside perspective, it's an it's because you're watching your partner in ecstasy, and you can watch their curves move. You can watch them enjoying themselves. You can, you know, you can watch their, the 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 guy's dick going in. You know, it's a very hot experience because you're watching your partner in ecstasy and you're not having to focus on doing it yourself so you can just kind of enjoy the moment. Which, yeah. Which I really honestly, to this day, that I can say that I really enjoyed. We then had a few, We I can't remember how many sessions we had with him, uh, but he got a bit clingy. To
1: towards who, your me. girl? Oh, towards you. No,
0: to me. Hmm. <laughs> because he still liked me as Brenda. He still found me... We, we met a few times separate from my partner as well, just because he found me attractive, I found it. And like I said, uh, with the common interests that me and him shared, uh, my partner didn't. So we could generally, me and him could talk about stuff when we, you know, between us having sex. So we got on really well, but then he started messaging me too much. And to, for me, because I'm a busy guy, so for, when I do the Brenda stuff, it's as and when I can and want to do it side of that I'm quite a busy person so I don't need someone who's needing me to message them every day kind of thing like
1: right you're not Brenda 24 7 I mean you have that in its proper place and it fits into your life but you have a lot of other things going on too We all, especially when you're younger, it's different. No one has a life, but the older you get, the more things you have going on. You know, you can't be blowing someone's phone up like that unless it's like someone you're dating or it's your intimate partner, right? I mean, it just doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. So I just said to him in the end, look, I'm sorry, it's not going to work. And then he still tried it. So I ended up having to block him, stuff like that. And which was a shame because as I said, I was starting to consider him a friend, like Yeah, Yeah, but I think he was copping
1: feelings because listen, the only reason why he was hitting you up like that, like I said, it only it's only acceptable if it's two people that like like each other, like when you're older like that, you blow up phones like that, you know what I mean? Or it's like your partner. He was definitely feeling that way about you, probably.
0: Yeah, yeah. And. I, don't get me wrong nice guy and i wish him all the best uh, right. but you have but, a
1: primary relationship with your partner you're exactly, not you're not poly exactly. you're not looking to fall for somebody else
0: we we, we actually did try that with another female part uh, with another female she was a friend that i met through our friends mm-hmm. and i really liked her and then we I, once again discussed it with my partner etc we then tried the poly relationship thing me and this girl but it didn't work out because she wanted someone exclusive to her and i worked out i definitely don't need two people to to, to look after so <laughs> i'm i'm glad i tried it but at the same time i wouldn't do it again like yeah. definitely not again like it's so but we're definitely not poly we're definitely of the realms of if we have got someone else that is part of the bedroom we then would sort of not keeping them completely at arm's length, but definitely sort of in and out sort of thing, you know,
1: you're not going to be able to develop. You don't, you don't go there as far as like past the sexual stuff that you do is what you're saying. And friendship. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And and then what happened was, so this is in about, this will be 2019 about April, May time. Cause this during 2019 is definitely when we were at the height of doing the cook all stuff and other people in the bedroom stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she found another bull on uh, Fet Life, and he is someone who's in a relationship, but his wife is completely vanilla. But then she was okay with him meeting other couples to do that sort of stuff, to play and stuff like that. And so what happened was we met with him a few times at hours. We got along really well. You know, he... Was We we were both submissive to her, you know, she would then do things for both of us. whole play, she would tie me up and make me watch them, stuff like that. It was good fun, and once again, he seemed all right. She liked him more than I did, but he seemed okay. I was definitely kind of not against him. And then eventually, we were in another city at a gig, and he said, oh, I'm there as well, like that night. And we were like, oh, cool. Okay, here's what band we're going to see. He's like, I'm not seeing them, I'm working I was like and we had an Airbnb so we had an apartment we rented out for like three or four days so then he came over to there and we had fun the night before and then because we were sleeping on a different bed I sort of woke up and I felt a pain in my left arm and I was like oh "Oh."
1: Mm -hmm. are you here because you love hot stories well, I know where you could find a ton of hot stories, and that is on the Dipsy Stories app. Dipsy is full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy's got something for you. Whether you're into straight stories, queer stories, threesomes, or more some stories, you're going to find it on Dipsy. They also have sleep stories, wellness sessions, and written stories. And they also have my favorite feature that I always talk about, which is the jump to the action button. So if you wanna get right to it, because you're super horny, you just press a button and it takes you right to where the action starts. So what are you waiting for? Go get Dipsy. And for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsiestoriescom slash strictly anon that's 30 days of full access for free when you go to d-i-p-s-e-a stories.com slash strictly anon slash strictly anon or just go to the description and click on the link
0: this is the depressing part, but I'm going to bang through it as quickly as possible. I don't mind depressing
1: um, parts. Fuck anyone that does. Like I like real life. I'm a realist, so you know if this comes well, involved in your story, bring it up.
0: That, and that's what I love about your podcast. Yeah. honestly, like that. That because to me, like long time listener.
1: So yeah, I love that. It, it,
0: like, you seem to appreciate people's stories instead of just get to the sexy bits, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I
1: like real life stories. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Your biography. No, nothing that well, I watch on. Nobody's biography is just filled with happy shit. Okay. Like I like the real no. life stuff. I think that's important. And it, like I said, if it comes up in this story, it comes up, you got to tell yeah. it. I, I think so, that makes so, it more real.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, it's so, I kind of, I sort of feel the pain, but because I've slept in a different bed, you kind of, you don't think too much of it. Okay. If it's your own bed, if it was my own bed, I'd be a bit more concerned, but because it wasn't severe at this point, I sort of shook it off. Okay. Thankfully, the gig we were going to was like a sat down acoustic gig. So I, I wasn't being very active. I was in pain and a bit of discomfort, but I had a good time. Then we went home again, uh, back to the room. Then, then I got up the next day and it felt even worse. So I was like, oh, okay. And then after a few doctor visits, um, and because God, like between that and me actually finding out what it is, which ended up being a heart problem, there were several misdiagnoses and stuff like that. Oh,
1: once the pain started and it was in your left arm. Were you having heart attacks or no?
0: I was having heart attacks, yeah. It was literally... From the center of my chest, and I was I was sat there saying to my doctor, "I know what this is, and I'm not medically trained." <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it, it 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 was definitely a very scary part of my life. Yeah, um,
1: I can imagine. And, and, and people, and you're was, they're not even figuring it out in the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah. What happened was I I ended up in the local hospital because, of course, the medical system works a bit different here than it does there. We have the free healthcare. But I believe that sometimes it's not as good based on this story yeah uh, because we I, we went to, because my doctor was very kind of chilled out about it. He was like we don't think it's a heart issue, but just in case it is we'll book you in for an ultrasound at the local hospital. you can go there that'll put your mind at ease. Wow I was like, cool. okay. okay. what happened was they took an ultrasound of my heart, looked me dead in the eyes and went, we need to take you in for surgery
1: now wow imagine you didn't push like, for it sorry like imagine you didn't push for it It almost oh, sounds like you did exactly. and that's why your doctor was like almost appeasing you by giving you the, oh we'll just give it to you just so that i could prove i'm right and you're wrong you know that's yeah. kind of like where he was coming from but you knew that, and that, you were that, right
0: yeah like what well, the, the worst part about it was the suddenness of it all because I was, I was not in a good place mentally because I was losing. the The worst part was, what was happening was I was going to sleep and then waking up in the night screaming and crying in pain because of wow. the heart attacks.
1: Wow! And
0: wow! It was literally this went on for about a month before I got seen properly.
1: Oh, my, and that's <laughs> the that's the bad thing about having free healthcare. <laughs> when you pay for it, they're gonna want to do all kinds of testings on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's a very different thing. Yeah.
0: Like and, and don't get me wrong, though. Once I was in the hospital, I mean, the, yeah. the actual o- over here, Yeah, the one thing that people get right is the nurses are fucking excellent. The, every single nurse was treating me with dignity and respect all the time that I was there. And that's what I appreciated. was that even though I had tubes coming in out of me and, you know, I felt like shit all my time there, the respect that they showed me was very nice. It was nice to still kind of feel human. Right. Yeah, it, it, it was. But but we went through that, and since then we mm-hmm. haven't. Because obviously, what I recovered from that, I had the surgery about. That would have been end of May, start of June. I then recovered from that around the start to the end of August. That was full recovery. I then be, because uh, my my job is I'm a musician, and we have a union over here that you can join. Um, mm-hmm. So because I'm part of that union and because these health problems essentially destroyed my career uh, because I, I then wasn't able to work for six months,
1: oh my I then was
0: fortunate enough to get a bit of money thrown at me. You're the which, union,
1: right. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to be okay for at least a little while. So then I decided just to go to gigs, just to go and see every band that I wanted to see during that time, just blow up. And I'm glad I did because then of course in January, 2020, yeah 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 yeah. and and so things like you know because my mental health wasn't great during that time as you can imagine because I'm faced with death at the age of 32 yeah you know and because I, I thrive on going to see live music that's a huge part of my life so COVID happens and I can't do that anymore so from April 2019 to let's say round about the end of 2021, my mm. m- mental health was in the toilet. Like I was not, you know, I thankfully I've had therapy and stuff like that since that I'm good now. Yeah. But at the time I was very nihilistic. I was very, what's the point in life? I was yeah. very kind of not really doing anything.
1: Well, listen, and- I think a lot of people that went into that healthy felt it got to that low point. I saw a guy kill mm-hmm. himself, jump off a roof right in front of my face like uh in right. June of 2020 like and I like I said I I think people who went in healthy without anything else going on you know fell into that place because of other kinds of circumstances losing their job and everything but you went in with that already and then to be yeah. fucking locked down which we all understand the depression that came or you know that threw us into I mean you I'm surprised he didn't do anything terrible you know I mean it's that's a uh, tough place yeah. to be
0: yeah yeah it's it definitely had its interesting
1: moment shall <laughs> we say. darkest time of a dark time for you yeah
0: yeah but 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 for, for me because I kind of because at the time when I was going to all these gigs I was like oh, am I spending my money wisely? Am I doing the right thing with it? And then COVID hit and I was like, I did the right thing, don't care. Yeah. Like, literally, I mean, because then I couldn't see life bounce for at least two years, I think it was, something like that, over that, it must have been. Like, yeah. it, it, it was insane. It like
1: You were kind of like living your life as if that was going to happen, you know what I mean, in a weird way.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, you know, it, it might have been intuition, <laughs> it might have yeah. been, you know, <laughs> Uh, and so, so that's why, you know, because of my health condition and then because of COVID, we we haven't met anyone. It's been talked about now, more, more recently, especially now we're in a bigger city and we can actually meet people again because we kind of, we ran our well a bit dry where we were. Yeah. So it's it's being discussed again, but I think this time we maybe want to take our time with it a bit more. Plus, she's a lot more picky Than me when it comes to who
1: she'll sleep with. Women, I think, in general are. (laughs)
0: Yeah. 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 It it doesn't surprise me. And the thing is, this time I think we want to get it right because I'd rather, we'd rather, we said the ideal thing would be another couple that are open to playing with another couple. Like, yeah. That would be the ideal where the, because I've never had a male, female, female threesome with her. I'd love to. Like, Mm -hmm. I've, she would want to be with a woman. Yes well that okay so before me her actual last relationship was uh, with another woman okay so she is bi but i think because it's been so long since she's been down there like mm-hmm. you know with another woman she's a bit underconfident she's you know she's not sure of herself with it which i understand so you know we di- we would definitely in terms of the female partner need to find someone who is kind of understanding with that and is maybe a bit new to it as well, because I think then they can, it might make them both feel less awkward. But I, I think it's with her a confidence thing, you know, of, you know, it's okay because you haven't done it for a while to kind of not get it wrong, but kind of explore it a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this just back to your heart issue that you had in a weird way, because I just, I, I try to see cup half full things. Now, in a weird way, did COVID and that long pause help you and your heart like sort of recoup and everything or no I I would say yes and no I would say it was
0: more but be- because the recovery, the recovery they recommended was for things like going for a walk outside well I couldn't do that.
1: So oh, so in, no. I, I
0: felt like maybe the physical side of it. I'm still kind of struggling with a little bit. I have my good days and I have my bad days. That's right. So if anything,
1: do. it actually was, it actually hurt because you couldn't do yeah, that exercise so. and, and, and move, move it along and stuff. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Be, be, bad be, timing. Be, be, be yeah.
0: Like it, it definitely sort of. It, it was all yeah, bad timing, but but then the mental side of it, because it kind of, it gave me a chance to think, it it actually made it as well, me and a friend of mine, I taught him how to play bass guitar, and we started a band together because there was nothing else to do, and now it's kind of become one of my main projects, this band, so.
1: Oh, okay, that, right, so that's a positive.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, and he got me back into music because, I just basically gave up on it. Like I was like, what's the point? Like it's right. And then and he was constantly like bugging me to teach him how to play. And I was like, okay. Eventually I, I said to, and then uh we, we've had a blast since. And so that was the mental side of it of actually knowing what I want out of life.
1: Helped, right? Uh, be,
0: because at the time, before my heart condition, I was doing music, but it was mainly teaching. And so I wasn't actually being creative. I wasn't actually Having any music, I wasn't producing. I wasn't w- using any of my skills that I'd actually learned for really. yourself,
1: right? You were de- helping other yeah. people.
0: Yeah, which don't get me wrong, teaching has its own rewards. It, yeah, you know, it is. It's it's an incredible, uh you know, profession, and especially if you get uh, students that are really engaged and really want to do it. Yeah, you and then you see their progress. It's fantastic. It's you know. But it, I I've I learned that I wasn't incredible entirely fulfilled, right? And so it helped me learn that, and now I balance my time a bit more mm-hmm. between you know different things in my career and stuff like that, and that has helped me to realize that, which has then been more beneficial for my mental health. I would say definitely. Yeah, like-
1: that's great. Now these friends of yours, like the guy who you're in the band with, and your other friends, do they know about Brenda, or is Brenda and what you do in your with your girl like very d uh on the dl
0: yeah no it's it's all very much in the open <laughs> it's it's he so my the friend i'm in the band with that's actually a good start because uh in our household there's me my wife and him okay uh,
1: he lives with you guys yeah
0: yeah, yeah. B- because we but we, we had the discussion about it and we were like well me and him are the main parties in this band right and and the end, we we decided. Well, instead of having to phone you and ask you to come over to work and something, why don't we just live together? So then, when we've got an idea, we can literally knock on the next, uh, the 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 door next to ours in the other room, show you. You know, so it, it it's to help us move forward, essentially. Yeah, that's um,
1: smart.
0: And he knows all my friends know because I, it took a while, but I was like, I have to tell them because we lived in such a small town, there was a chance they we were going to find out anyway. Like, because all the time I would see guys on Grindr and stuff and see their faces and be like, I've seen you at a party. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. Right. Like, And, and because we're all alternative people, you know, the people hang around with uh, the fet friendly people, the goss, the hippies, that kind of crowd. Yeah. We're all very open minded anyway. So they they were like cool, and then be, like, like m- my best friend. I took. We were at a party, and I sort of took him to one side. I said, "I have to tell you something." He was like, "What?" I was like, "I'm trans," and he sort of put my hand his my, my shoulder and went, "Cool, I don't care. Do you want a drink?" <laughs>
1: like, yeah, that's awesome. like literally that was his attitude. Like, but you um, consider yourself trans?
0: Well, because c- okay, so the best way I can describe it is like. It, when I say trans, I suppose transvestite or gender fluid, because yeah, I'm not tr- I'm I'm not fully trans, but I definitely fluctuate between the two. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but but like one thing I can confirm, for example, is like I don't want to get rid of my penis. Like for example, like, you don't want to right? I, you I, don't want to
1: get the surgery or anything. You don't feel like you're a no. woman trapped in a man's body. You do you feel like you're both? Explain.
0: I, I f- yeah, I feel so. For example, right, like. If I was going for a night out and someone asked me to get dressed up for it, I would lean more towards wanting to look good as a female than I would want to as a male. So it's more fun, Instead of right? doing the suit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, what, what what do you do to look good as a guy? That's you what put I mean. A suit on you get,
1: yeah, it's more yeah, fun. Like, There's more involved yeah. to be the girl.
0: Yeah. It is. And, and and honestly, I like the process. I like I like yeah. the makeup, I like the hair. I like put, picking out an outfit, mm-hmm. buying an outfit if you've got money and and I don't know why. I don't know where that comes from because when I first saw the first pictures of myself as with the dumb makeup and stuff, I sort of looked at them and went, Oh, I look good. Like just kind of not, you know, not getting cocky, just kind of, oh, that looks all right, like let's do it again. And then yeah, like Now I wear kind of, I'll wear nail varnish or an eyeshadow most of the time. But if, let's say, all I'm doing in the day, and because being a musician, I do work sometimes from home. So if all I'm doing is going to the shop and then working from home the rest of the day, I'm generally just going to be in a t-shirt and jogging bottoms because I don't need to be dressed up. I'm not going to, because as most transvestites, transsexuals will tell you, We don't wake up like that. And it takes a lot of time to look like that. So it it depends on what I'm doing is kind of which direction I go in for the day. If I'm going out to a gig or something, excuse me, I will put makeup on. I will put a dress on. You know, it'll be definitely more the direction I go just because it feels more natural to me.
1: Yeah. That's so interesting. I mean, I was like thinking, oh, you know, cross-dresser episode maybe for my Patreon, but this is definitely going to have to go on my regular podcast on Fetish Friday because, I mean, you are in a much better generation than these guys in their 50s and, you know, that had to really keep everything on the DL. I mean, you've been pretty open. It's pretty ballsy of you, but maybe it's because you're a musician and you live in that creative world. And like you said, most of your friends Mm -hmm. are open-minded anyway. I don't know, but you've always been so upfront about it and open
0: yeah I, I think honestly right so you said about the musician and being in that sphere well yeah absolutely that helps because I'm like because if they if, if any of them were going to said anything to me my first reaction would be like but you like Alice Cooper right <laughs> like, exactly it, it, it's that thing of I think in the in the in the alternative spheres anyway it's a lot more you know there's a lot more accepted stuff
1: yeah, look at Marilyn um, Manson. Even back in my day, there was a, David yeah. Bowie. I mean, and,
0: and for me, what kind of helped as well? They understand for me because sometimes I'll get dressed up, and all I'll do is watch TV, game. You know, it's nothing sexual at all. So I've been to parties dressed up and been around them as Brenda, and it's not an issue. It's right. Almost, it's almost a non-issue. Like what? What? makes me laugh is if we're at a party and an acquaintance comes that hasn't seen me for a while and they have <laughs> to look twice go, and i go how but the the thing that helped encourage me was the per not because normally the person that was hosting the par- house party was a close friend because i actually you know i actually only have a handful of friends because as we were saying earlier as adults it's hard to keep track of all your friends so yeah i've, I've whittled, whittled down to let's say no more than about eight people and so it's normally one of those hosting the house party. And they, they always said the same t- thing to me. If anyone here has a problem with it, come and tell me. I'll tell them to fuck off. I'll tell them to go. Like, because that that's not the sort of environment that I want in my house. I want people to feel safe here. I want people to feel like they can be themselves. And we very much have that vibe around each other. It's, yeah, it's like kind of give and take. It's, you know, we, we allow each other to express ourselves and to be ourselves for, you know, for whatever reason.
1: Right. yeah that's amazing and now do what about your family members do they know this kind of all of this stuff do they know Brenda uh, so for, yeah so for a start
0: for various other reasons like I only really talk to my mum now because my my dad's family I've not known since the age of four and uh, right. my mum's side for various r- reasons we we don't uh my grandmother's passed on that side and my grandfather's passed on the side and the rest of the family we don't get on with but she she knows but not oh that's all she knows. Like I wouldn't go into detail about it, but she knows like because because she was the last person to know because I was like well I need to be out to my friends first because that's a softer blow
1: than yeah. my mum if, yeah. if
0: she if she doesn't accept me and she accepts it but at the same time like I, I'm now it's still in no rush to just you know be dressed up around her. It's definitely something that I want to ease into and in that it it would be great to maybe go out for a meal. In a dress and sit with that kind of thing. That would be nice, you know. Yeah. So because it's, but it's it's that thing of like uh, who you tell and when you tell them. That's completely based on you, and that's completely based on the people and what sort of circles you're running and how old you are and stuff. I like there's there's a lot of factors that play there, and and that's why, as you said earlier about your your older guests and stuff like that. It's it's so easy to feel for those people because there's uh social social press pressures back then and now from that age
1: group that i just don't understand you know yeah what about your girl like your in-laws do they know oh yeah actually yeah they do
0: sorry i'd like because they moved they moved out the country about two years ago so and we're planning on seeing them this year They, they found out but after they moved away, because I kind of, because about 18 months ago, I quit Facebook because outside of my band, I don't really like social media. Like, I I, I think it's a waste of time, to be honest with
1: you. Yeah, it's a time so, suck, so yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I realized that it wasn't doing my mental health any good. So I was like, I'm going to quit Facebook. I'm done with it. And as my mic dropped on Facebook, I kind of came out of everything because I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna leave this up for a week, see what happens, and then get rid of my account. Like wow. Just 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 and and then do you know what was surprising? Wow. The um the people that messaged me saying it's cool, like just it's like that like I had guys from uni being like, I would never have suspected, like, but well done for coming out. I don't under and the best thing that someone can say is if they don't understand, is simple. I don't understand, but good for you. Right. Like just leave it at that, you know. If, yeah. If, if and at that same time, I'm not one of these pe- uh, transvestite trans people that if you say the wrong uh, pronoun or you, you know, use an outdated term or I don't jump on it because I don't care. It's the, there's more important stuff for people to worry about than that. To me, it's it's that thing of you know I prefer. They, them, or she, her. But if someone calls me he, him, especially my friends that I've known for a long time, I don't sweat it. I don't think about it too much. You know, it's, it's, yeah. There's, there's more important shit to worry about.
1: Yeah. Well, you. I mean, you. Considering what you went through that health thing that you went through would probably put something like that into perspective, and you have that perspective more so, right?
0: Yeah, that that actually gave me a bit of an interesting perspective on yeah. it because it gave me the the perspective of that's that's when I did my mass coming out. Actually, was after that. Yeah, before I was out to mob friends, but after that, just completely. And the the, the thing is, the only reason why I was a bit concerned was because I was a teacher as well. Whereas now my attitude is completely different because I still do teach, but I keep the two things completely separate. Yeah, like because. When when I'm teaching, I'm not thinking about any of that at all. I'm thinking about the lesson and I'm thinking about, you know, the money that I'm earning. Yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 the thing of and, and that's what I think a lot of people forget. Every single person on your podcast, of course, we have a life outside of all of this yes. that our minds are focused on at other times, you know? Like it's yeah. And there used to be that concern, but after I had the operation, after I had the health scare, and I could have died for God's sake, it was that thing of like, I don't care anymore. Like either people are going to accept me or they're not. So, and that's just the way it's going to be. Like it's it was as as I said, more I was surprised by people's reactions, not because they were negative, but because they were overwhelmingly positive. People that as I said, we're just acquaintances, we're messaging me saying, that's really cool. Well done. Good yeah. on you. Like.
1: That's amazing. And, I think that and, you, but you created that opportunity for people to show you how accepting they would be by putting that out there. And I think sometimes we don't allow for that. No,
0: no. And and once again, it's, it's a risk. Like totally. any of what I did, any, any of what I'm telling you about now could have easily just have gone wrong. Like, and i've had people before and and another thing that made me do it was occasionally when i was on grinder like i would have people messaging me going i know you you do this you do that like you hang around with these people and it used to scare me and so i was like well i don't want that anymore people are gonna threaten me like i want to turn around and just go to them cool they know already
1: yeah, like, you, you take your power back that way. Then they don't have power exactly. over you. I would do the same way. I'm rebellious like that. Like fuck you. You're not gonna. Like, you're not gonna. You put that on me. I'll, I'll fix that And by exactly what you do. That does fix that. That takes all their power away. Yeah, and and and, but when it comes to
0: you know this side of my life and who I am now. Well, because I've known about it, as I said, like that first sexual awakening at sort of the age of fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Well, now I've known for well over half my life what I am and yeah. who I am and what I look in the bedroom and that I'm bisexual and that I enjoy wearing female clothing, stuff like that. And I tr- I've tried to hide I tried to hide it for so long and I tried to kind of sit down, work out who I should tell for so long and what I should do for so long. And in the end I just went, ah, screw like I just just, that was my attitude was let's just start telling people if it goes wrong you'll have the people that will stand by you you'll you'll you know and then you actually might find out more about your friends uh because (laughs) one quick thing that I've loved is all my female friends have given me stuff since (laughs) oh my god you're like the
1: go-to like oh I don't want this but here's a bag of clothes I was gonna throw out I'll just give them to Brenda (laughs) honestly honestly right like don't get me wrong
0: like yeah it's it's and I tell you what, the, the best thing has been the makeup because <laughs> it's, I've ended up actually only maybe buying half the makeup that I am currently <laughs> just because people will throw eyeshadow palettes that you like. They're nothing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I have three of them now. <laughs> so it's, 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 and I have this denim dress. That I absolutely love the negative of it has been though, that my wife has stolen a couple of my things. Hilarious. She, yeah. yeah. she, <laughs> I bought this leather jacket that I fell in love with, and I treated myself to, and I wore it maybe twice, and then she asked to borrow one day, and I was like, okay, and then she came in and she was she looked herself in the mirror, and she was like, I look alright, don't I? I was like, yeah, it does look good on you, not, and she was like, can I keep it? And I sort of went. Ugh. Yeah, because <laughs> because because I had to agree. Like it does look good on you. Like it was that yeah. moment of ah, oh, okay. like and that that that's the thing. Normally it's the way around, but, but now I refuse to let her try anything of mine on. Now we have our separate clothes, like because I don't want to lose any more clothing of her. To be fair, I have got a couple of tops of her since, but like I yeah, was just gonna say, you
1: must even out because you could also do the same with her.
0: Yeah, it's, it's been like more stuff that she hasn't worn for a while. And it's like, she'll ask me to try it. She'll go, you know, she'll go for it. And I'll try it and I'll be like, I can do something with with this. So it does even out. But like, yeah, it's 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 that thing of like, if you do come out to your wife or your friends or whatever, there might actually be some positives from it. There might actually be your friends want to go out. One of your friends might have thought about dressing before and need someone to go out with, and you might be that person, or they'll give you clothing, or makeup, or whatever. Once again, it's a risk you're taking, but, you know, I've, I've just, you know, rolled the dice pretty high, I think, on, on my story.
1: Yeah, but you, right, but I think that you're just, you're just an example of what, like, if you look at, like I said, I'm a cup half full person. So if I was taking from this episode as a person listening, what I would take from it and what the point would be, the positive point is that like what I said before, like if you put something out there, you allow for something to happen that would have no other way of happening unless you, you know, you hit that first domino. You know what I mean? It is like a domino effect. If you don't hit that first one, nothing else could happen. But when you do, You're here to say that other things could, you know, you don't know what's going to come back at you, but it it was more positive than negative and extra Mm -hmm. positives that you could have never even imagined. And that space and those things would never have been able to come your way had you not You know, hit that first domino, created that space, put out, you know, hit the ball the first time. You know, it's like you just, you started a whole new game. And that's what, to me, it is a risk, yes, but I think most of the time you're going to wind up with... More positives than you could ever imagine. That's what I believe.
0: But you have to be yeah. ready.
1: You were. You had something that happened in your life that sort of got you to the place where you were very ready to just do it. Like you didn't, you're like, fuck it, and did it. Uh, everyone comes to that place at a certain time. But I think when you're really coming to your own and you're at one with yourself for whatever reason and you put that out, I think you, what reflects back is where you're at and so I think you got back the positive because you were positive about who you were and then it came back at you I think sometimes the problems happen when we do things like that before we're ready before we have it figured out you know when you're still confused about it and I think it's way better to wait for that moment when you're clear because then what comes back is clarity too
0: oh yeah I mean the first thing I'll say is coming out to everyone we're talking about 18 months worth of work there. You yeah. know, it wasn't like it was on a test. It was, but then the the other thing that I'll say that as a quick side note is because I got to know the people around me and because we, a lot of the time have very personal conversations with one another anyway, that sort of helped me pick up on things like, oh, okay. One of their friends is gay and are okay with that. Oh, yeah. they know one of their friends cross dresses and they're okay with, you know, it yeah. was a realization of getting to know these people after a, and at that point, I'd known some of them nearly ten years, you know. Right. So it, it it was definitely a point where it comes up naturally on top of making sure there's a security there. And the other thing I said, you hit the nail on the head earlier when you say it gives you the power back. It gives you almost like the ball's back in your court kind of thing. And I like it's it's not that I like having the power. That would be completely the right. It's not as it's not as seedy as that it's more that thing of having more self-confidence in myself going, yep, that's me. Well done. Like, cool. Can we move on now? Like it's because that's my attitude as well. If, you know, when I saw my friend's main reaction was one or two, it was either cool, fine. I'm good with it. Can we move on? And just like nothing had happened or the reaction of, Oh my God, that's amazing. Have some makeup, have some clothes, you know? And I've, I I can definitely tell that there are some of my friends that are more comfortable with it than others. Yeah. But but at the same time, even acceptance is a first step, you know.
1: And you're fine with that because you're comfortable in who you are. And I think that that's what needs to happen I, 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 first.
0: Yeah. and And I think a lot of people coming out with anything like this, they forget that, unfortunately, for better or worse, the people that you're telling – are entitled to their reaction and their emotions, no matter how positive or negative it is on you.
1: Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's important. Yeah, and it's it's that thing of,
1: you know, because... You don't want them to judge you by who you are. So then therefore, how do you turn around and judge them for being where they're at? If they're closed minded and can't, then if you turn around and call them fucking ignorant assholes, whatever, you're doing the same thing that you don't want being done to you. So you could respect that. And I think that that's a cool way to look at things and the right way.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I think as well, conversations, important dialogues, important. It's, it's if, if any of my friends was ever uh, and what's been quite nice actually is because now a couple of my friends have started to have children and stuff is that they've introduced me to their kids as they're growing up with so that the kids are kind of going to be comfortable with it later on in life. And I think that's awesome. I think that their kids are going to grow up, you know, more open-minded and more relaxed to that sort of thing. So it does pass on. It does echo. I do sort of laugh to my friends and go, if you want to use me as your, transvestite guinea pig to kind of you know help your kids with that side of stuff just let me know, you know yeah it's, educate. It's that thing yeah yeah ex- exactly and I, I think that's important because
1: and let me tell if, you if the- i'm going to tell you why it's important not for those kids you know who it's more important for for the fucking parents, because I tell my friends, like, listen, if you don't want to accept certain things, your kids are going to look at you like you're a fucking alien by the time they grow up, because all of these kids nowadays are going to be completely open and accepting of everything, so (laughs) you're going to be the asshole in the relationship if you don't jump on board, because the kids are living in a very different world right now. They're going to be fine. They're all going to be accepting of a lot of different things that their parents are in, so... To me, it's the older people that need the more of the education <laughs> to get with it because they're going to be left in the dust because that's where we're all moving to. And the younger kids are going to be way more open and accepting that. I personally think if you're the the parent and you're not, your kid is going to look at you like, what's fucking wrong with you? So get on board.
0: Yeah. And then also there there, there are kids out there that are going to struggle with coming out to their parents with whatever. Well, if they're the, if then the parent. Exactly. Yeah. You know, cause, cause one thing that helped me was my mum very early on, introduced me to a friend of hers and he was in a gay couple
1: and
0: yeah. he was one of the coolest people at the time that i would met, you know, yeah, it was that thing. Of, it was, that's definitely echoed through me as well is that I was taught. I was taught that this was all okay. That, you know, it was, it was still difficult for me to come come out of course. Um, to my mum be, be, because then it's her telling you it's okay but then realizing it's okay i think are two completely different things like it's but but then at that same time i w- i was definitely at ease with it and that's why i have sort of i'm not pushing it on my friends because i wouldn't but like what i mean is like because they, they, one of them did sort of go to me when my, when my son's a bit older, would you mind coming over dressed up and just introducing yourself and just spending a bit of time just chatting and just, yeah, sure, why not? Like, because the, it's, it's that thing of if if I can do something just by being me and just by going and having a cup of tea because I am British after all around my, <laughs> yeah. um, around, around my friend's place and all we're doing is gaming or chatting or watching TV then it shows them that A, it's not a sexual, just a sexual thing. I think that's important as well. And B, that it's okay. It's perfectly natural. So then later on in life, they might realize they're gay or whatever. It then makes their life so much easier, which then, you know, I would be super grateful for that kid and the parent.
1: Yeah, no. And now you're doing that on my show. You know, the same thing that you're doing when you go to your friend's house and meet those kids, you're You know, talking about your story and being open about it here on my show is going to uh, get the word out even more and help a lot of other people. And I always believe. Uh, that the right people find my episodes. I mean, tons of people find my episodes, but I also always love when I get like emails from people that it really hits home for certain people, and those people will find your episode, like I said, because it's not so much just about cross-dressing. It's a trans, and there's a cockle. There's so much to it. It's going to go out on my regular podcast. I have pictures. You already sent me pictures for people to see, Brenda, if they want, on my Patreon. People will have to go there. To see that, but I love how out and proud you are. I love your story; it's super interesting. I love stories I, I honestly, that read like a good book. You know, there's a lot to it. What were you gonna say?
0: I I honestly thought the reason it took me so long to contact you because I've been listening to the show for about a year now. Yeah, was
1: I was like, I'm too boring. oh my god you're so funny isn't that interesting that that's what a lot of people think but not wait till you hear your story as a third person it's not boring at all it's actually very meaty and I really like it because I do believe it will help other people I'm always listen I know a lot of people show up for the sex stuff but I actually put out an interesting episode about cheating the other day and somebody on YouTube is like oh I don't the, the psychology behind cheating boring I don't care I'm like well that's fine if you don't care but I think the right people will find this episode and those are the kind episodes I love the most I love Mm. I do my show because I like to help people by normalizing things by showing examples I like real life stories like I said I love documentaries I love biographies so your story is one of those that I love I prefer episodes like this because I do believe that people it will help other people and ultimately that's why I do my show and that's what I love the best so it's not boring it was full of all the right things to me that a episode should have an end story so thank you so much for calling in and sharing it because it was it's great and it will help no, thank, people.
0: thank you no thank you kathy and you know i'll be i'll be definitely listening going on you know, yeah to... yeah yeah let me know what you think because
1: when you hear your story as a third person it's such an interesting perspective you'll get a different perspective of things you, you'll realize why you're not boring <laughs>
0: Well, f- thank you for everything. You know, thank you for the podcast in general. Thanks for having me. I
1: really appreciate love it. it. <laughs> Thanks for calling in finally. Yeah. Thanks, Brenda. Yeah. Take care. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube